once you recognize that you're in the stress response, you need to take a break, step away from whatever it is that you are doing. And then the easiest way to shut off the body's stress response is to take a deep breath. Hi everyone, this is Bev and I'll be the host of People at Work today. People at Work is a podcast brought to you by Jostle and we're also having conversations with people all around the world who are leading the way with understanding what's actually happening for people at work today. So I'm really delighted to welcome Nicole Mixdorf to the show today. Uh, Nicole is the Chief Wellness Officer of Balance by Nature. And after spending over a decade working her way up the corporate ladder in a global firm, uh, Nicole experienced the debilitating health consequences of a stressful work environment. And after taking some time off, she launched Balance by Nature in 2012 to help other busy professionals find more balance in their lives and thrive. And Nicole was recently awarded two awards, uh, the Most Influential Woman in Corporate Wellness Services USA in 2020 by Acquisition INTL Magazine. She was also awarded as one of the top 100 healthcare leaders in the world 2020 by the International Forum on Advancements in Healthcare. So I'm really delighted to welcome Nicole today. I'm sure she's got a wealth of knowledge for us on the very important topic of wellness and specifically wellness at work today. So welcome, Nicole. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, fabulous. Well, we've got a pretty uh, important topic to dig into today. And uh, as we were chatting prior to starting record, um, you know, we agreed that we were going to talk about the importance for businesses in supporting the physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being of their staff to guide them through times like this pandemic that we're all living through. But before we get into that, um, would you like to give the audience just a quick snapshot of your background? And um, obviously, I gave a quick intro in the beginning, but I'd love to hear a little bit more from you about what brought you to us today. Yeah, definitely. So just to expand a little bit upon that, um, you know, I started this wellness business about eight years ago after spending my career in the corporate world. I loved what I had been doing, uh, but it was really stressful. And eventually that stress started making me physically sick and that manifested in my own body and my immune system and in my digestion. And I developed an autoimmune condition that was just really debilitating. And I did what every good corporate professional does who has no time to slow down, which is to just keep going, pop a few pills, hope the problem goes away. And, you know, it's just not sustainable. After about a year, that really um, kind of degraded to the point that the health condition started impacting my ability to lead a meeting and do my job and started affecting my quality of life. And, you know, I was left with no other option but to take some time off work to heal my body. And when I finally removed myself from big source of stress in my life, which was work. You know, my dad had gotten sick with cancer and that was really the impetus that caused all of that stress really hitting me from all sides. It was just that life as a whole felt overwhelming in that moment, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to at different times in their lives. And especially right now, given what's happening in the pandemic. Um, but you know, when, when I was just so stressed out, it just really started making me sick. And as soon as I removed myself from a big source of stress and started really focusing more on my own self-care, the most amazing thing happened. My symptoms just disappeared. And that was when I had a light bulb moment and I went, wow, you know, you can eat healthy, you can exercise, you can have the quote unquote healthy lifestyle. But if you have so much stress in your life, it's like none of the rest even matters. And it occurred to me that my story wasn't unique. 
But busy professionals everywhere were suffering from stress-related conditions without even realizing that stress was really the underlying trigger because stress affects everyone so differently. For some people, it manifests as digestive issues. For others, it's the migraines. For some people, it's insomnia or anxiety or depression or weight gain or autoimmune conditions or high blood pressure or you name it. But the truth is, is that the majority of professionals everywhere are already dealing with some of these symptoms and they don't even realize the impact that the stress is having on their lives. So that's really what inspired me to leave my corporate career behind to start a wellness business so that I could inspire other busy professionals to learn how to create boundaries in their life, how to create more balance in their life so they can continue to push themselves to perform at a high level, but in a sustainable way that's not going to leave them feeling burnt out and sick. So that's really what I get to do every day now is help people find a way to better process and handle the stressors of the moment so they can continue doing what they love and feeling good in the process. Yeah, you've hit on a really important and interesting point, um, one of many, but the one that I wanted to talk about was we know that um, businesses have a role to play in creating these environments where people can be well, but there is some responsibility that rests with individuals to take charge of their own lives and bodies and mental wellness. And I'm hoping that in this chat today, we can touch on both of those areas because I, I think you, you need to have both for people to be fully well, wouldn't yeah. you say? Absolutely. Because when it comes down to it, how you feel and what you do every day is up to you. You know, it's wonderful from a, a business perspective to support your people and give them the tools that they need to, to thrive. But at the end of the day, it's up to the individuals to take those tools and implement them into their own lives so that they can feel good and perform to their best capability. Yeah, absolutely. So if we look back to the beginning of this year, I feel like the the emphasis on, on mental wellness and topics like burnout and balance were already starting to become more mainstream and more within the focus for organizations to be thinking about. Uh, and then the pandemic arrived, <laughs> which just compounded and, and perhaps accelerated us being aware of the impacts and the stressors that, you know, very... Um, difficult circumstances have have on people. So what did you experience if you look back on January, February, and then March, April, May, like what's your experience been this year? Yeah, you know, it's been a wild year, I think, for everybody. And obviously, you know, issues about stress and work-life balance, it's, it's nothing new. This has been around for a while, like you said. And organizations, I feel like for a while have recognized that this is just a problem because by nature, being a busy professional means that you have a lot on your plate. You know, just, just working is very stressful between dealing with heavy workloads and long work hours and deadlines and commutes and dealing with difficult people and all kinds of things that come up in our workday. We have a lot of stress and intensity and, and we deal with a lot of the, the ramifications of that. From my own personal experience, what I really discovered in my own health and well-being, and certainly with my clients too, it's when you take all of that regular, what I call regular stress that we deal with on a regular basis, and you compound that with additional stressors in your life, that is when we really start creating a recipe for disaster. And on a personal level, that could be from you know, having issues in your relationship or financial concerns or a family member gets ill 
or obviously now with the health pandemic and all the fears that are coming up with that and dealing with isolation or parents that are trying to juggle, how do I work from home and take care of my kids and homeschool them with not enough childcare and, and everything in between. So what I found is that since, uh, since the pandemic hit, there has just been such an enormous outpouring of need for organizations to find solutions to help their people get through this crisis. I think people have been doing the best that they can up to this point. I mean, I think we're what, eight or nine months into it since shutdowns really started happening. And I think that a lot of employees have been coping to the best ability that they can, but from all of the conversations that I'm having with employees, because I have the, the opportunity to really get hands-on within my clients' organizations, both in terms of working with um, the leadership, but also in connecting with the employees and hearing from them directly. And what I'm hearing from people is that they are so stressed out, they are so stretched thin, at the moment and and it's really hard and from you know my own perspective of being you know a wellness executive my concern is what's going to happen over the next six months as this chronic stress state continues you know for another six months what kind of physical impact is that going to start having on on people's health and well-being you know the physical mental emotional social component so you know, those are things that I start thinking about. And I think that a lot of, you know, the, the companies that I work with, you know, those are the kinds of conversations that we're having is how can we avoid this getting worse than where it already is? Because I find that employees are kind of at their breaking points in some, some regards, and it's sort of time to start creating some positive shifts for them so that they can continue to move forward and not, you know, feel even more impacted by this. So really the biggest change that I've found in my business is that the stress reduction programs and the personal development programs have been wildly popular right now. Those are the things that I'm finding organizations are really focusing on the most right now. Yeah, we really didn't have a guidebook for how to manage this, did we? <laughs> <laughs> but you know over the past eight months uh, some of us I, I think have adapted quite well um, some of us have written our own guidebooks of how to, to manage ourselves individually and, and our teams and our organizations and I know that you've uh, got a lot of insight and wisdom to share which um, I'm hoping we're going to dig into in a, in a little bit if I think about myself and, and the shift that happened for me, I, I considered myself to be quite an adaptable and resilient person going into the pandemic, but I feel like it impacted me in surprising ways and that the stress arrived in all sorts of different ways that I did struggle with and, and I too did not have the toolkit necessarily to to deal with that. And I agree with you about the, the long-term impact of some of those stressors is yet to be understood. So um, the more prepared we can be as organizations going into this next wave of, of stress, the better off we'll be. So perhaps let's step into starting to understand what organizations should be doing to help ensure that their people can actually dig deep and, and go through the next phase of what's to come. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the most important things that leaders can do across the business within every single department is to just first and foremost, check in with their teams 
you know, really have those conversations, one-on-one conversations to really find out how are your people feeling right now in this moment? And a big important component of that is being able to structure a conversation where it feels safe, you know, where you have an environment that um, that employees feel like they can they can share without any risk of being judged or anything like that. And they can just, you know, get things off their chest, you know, let them know what is their certain situation. Because from an employer's perspective, it's challenging. You know, right now, an employer is trying to figure out how do I maintain a sense of, of culture and identity and team unity amongst a remote workforce. But it's not even just a remote workforce. It's a remote workforce of completely stressed out, overwhelmed employees. And you don't know who are my employees that live alone, you know, that are really dealing with with major isolation issues that are leading to depression, potentially. You know, who are your employees that have four children that are all in different grades, that they're having to deal with this distance learning and figure out how to juggle that with their own work schedules and their own Zooms. I mean, I've got a a five-year-old and I'm trying to do virtual kindergarten. And my goodness, I can tell you from that experience, it is hard. It is so hard. He can't do it by himself. So I have to, one of us has to sit with him. Even when the nanny is here, I also have a two-year-old. So someone has to be with the two-year-old. Someone has to sit with the five-year-old. So even with the nanny, even with help, and I'm grateful that I have help, my husband or I still have to take time out of our day to sit and, and help him with it. And it's a big struggle. So it's affecting, you know, families in so many ways. And then you've got people that, you know, who are your employees that have been directly affected by COVID, you know, who've gotten ill from it themselves or, you know, family members or, you know, lost somebody who's dealt with that as well. And then there's been, you know, this very intense political climate that has been going around that's taken everybody on this emotional roller coaster. You know, there's so many different stressors that are coming up right now that we're not accustomed to. It feels like everything is really being shaken to its core right now. And it's rocking our sense of security. And our sense of security is something that we've needed from the moment that we were born. You know, we needed to feel safe. We need to feel secure. And when you don't feel safe, it leads you to feeling just very, very unsettled. Right. So that brings up a lot of fears for people. It brings up just a lot of sense of um, of stress and, and overwhelm. So from that employer's perspective, I think one of the most important things to do is first and foremost, like I said, just check in with your people, see where they're at, what areas of support do they really need so that you can put your finger on the pulse and really figure out what kind of programs um, extra areas of support you can provide to give them the tools that they need to thrive. And then, you know, things that I'm noticing across the board with the clients that I'm working with are, you know, offering different tools to help them cope. Dealing with the stress is really important. So, you know, whether that's offering them, you know, meditation tools, you know, breathwork classes, maybe it's different seminars about how to build emotional resiliency, you know, how to break through fears and embrace changes that are happening right now. Um, You know, really depends on, you know, the issues that you uncover in some of these conversations so that you can really provide the tools that your people need so they can get through this time and stay focused and stay productive because those are the issues that tend to really crop up when people aren't feeling good. It's hard for them to really stay on task. 
So two questions coming out of that, um, Nicole. Um, so first, the first question is, um, so it's obvious that we need to be on the lookout for what the signs are of people struggling. Mm -hmm. And aside from the obvious signs that you might notice, like someone being visibly upset or frazzled um, in these one-on-one -on -one calls or check-ins that you're having, what are some other cues for managers that people are not doing well? Yeah, you know, that's so interesting from a management perspective. You know, it's, it's also like how... It's also noticing the changes potentially from how things were before the pandemic hit to how it's going now. Do you have an employee on your team that used to be really vocal and really engaged in conversation in your group meetings and all of a sudden they're really quiet, you know, and they're not really sharing a lot about what's happening? Do you find that communication is kind of lacking in other areas or, you know, um, in terms of productivity, you know, our, our work our work deadlines not being met, you know, there's there's lots of little things that you can start to pay attention to that could really be symptoms of something larger potentially that's going on with somebody. Um, but I think that when as a leader, you can just be proactive about really just want showing your people that you care and wanting to know really what's happening right now for you, it just makes people feel better that they work for an organization that cares about them um, as individuals, you know, that they're not just a number, you know, that they're an important member of the team, et cetera. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different things that, you know, an employer can look for. From an individual's perspective, you know, I always try to teach people how to pay attention to the signs that your body is giving you so that you know if your body is in the stress response. Because when we are in the stress response, you know, what happens is that we're perceiving a threat, you know, like the dog could be barking and all of a sudden, you know, your hypothalamus sends off this alarm system that says we're in danger, we're in danger, we're in danger. And your adrenal glands start secreting all these stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol and, and the function of those stress hormones are to prepare you to fight or to run, you know, to fight or flight, to get out of the situation. Well, that was fine when our problem was being chased by tigers, but unfortunately our stress comes in today as too many emails or, you know, difficult situations that pop up or dealing with a pandemic, you know, whatever it is. Um, but the, the problem is, is that when these stress hormones get secreted in the body, they literally attack every single body function because they instantly raise your heart rate, they raise your blood pressure, they start releasing more um, blood, more sugar in your blood because our bodies live off of, uh, are fueled by sugar, right? So if we need to run or fight, we need fuel, right? So that releases a lot more glucose into the bloodstream. It also shuts down your non-essential body functions like your immune system and your digestive system and your reproductive system and your growth process and everything. And whichever one is the weakest point in your body is how that's going to manifest for you. So we really wanna build awareness about our own stress response so that we can shut it down as quickly as possible when we notice that we're in it. So that's the first thing is build awareness. And then the second piece of that is to notice the cues that your body is actually giving you. So as you're working, are you noticing that you're starting to like clench in your jaw? Or maybe you're starting to like your neck and your shoulders are starting to feel kind of tense. Maybe you're getting a knot in the pit of your stomach. 
or maybe you find that you're like holding your breath. You know, anytime that you find yourself doing these long sides where you're like, like this, right? It's because we've been clenching in our, in our chest, holding it in. You find that you're starting to get a little irritable. You know, you're starting to get angry, short-tempered, or just that overall feeling of overwhelm. Guess what? You're in the stress response right now. Those stress hormones are being secreted in your body right now and causing all kinds of harm and damage. So what we want to do is to stop. So the next piece of this puzzle is once you recognize that you're in the stress response, you need to take a break. This is your moment to step away from whatever it is that you are doing, whether you were working, whether it was a moment dealing with your kid who started pushing your buttons, um, no matter whatever it was that, that is causing you to feel this sense of overwhelm, take a step back. And then the easiest, fastest way to shut off the body's stress response is to take a deep breath. So when we breathe deeply, we actually flood our system with 70% more oxygen because normally we don't even think about breathing. It's just an automatic process mm -hmm. happening in the background, right? We only use the top third of our lung capacity normally. So when we take a full deep breath, we actually fill up the full capacity of our lungs and we bring all this extra oxygen into the body, which allows the blood to circulate faster, which means our heart doesn't have to pump as hard. So as we practice deep breathing, it automatically slows down our heart rate. It automatically starts to lower our blood pressure. It automatically shuts off the stress response and it elicits the calming response in the body. And the amazing thing is that it literally only takes three deep breaths to activate that calming response. So I'm going to actually guide everybody to take a few deep breaths really quick because I think we could all probably use it. So wherever you are listening, I invite you to just sit up tall in your chair and place both feet on the ground and then just gently close your eyes. And we're just going to take a slow, deep breath in through the nose, filling the lungs up all the way and just hold that breath at the top for one moment and then exhale it out your mouth and tighten up your core at the end. And let's just do that one more time. Deep breath in through the nose and sigh it out the mouth. And then just close your mouth and we're just gonna breathe in and out of the nose. Take a slow deep breath in. Hold the breath at the top for a moment and then slowly release it out. Slightly contracting your belly at the end. Breathe in one more time. Filling those lungs up, hold the breath, slowly let it go. And just take your very, very last breath like this, inhaling, feeling your chest rise, feeling your belly expand out as you fill your lungs up. Hold it at the top and then slowly exhale it out. And then when you're ready, you can just open your eyes. Hmm. I know for myself, just taking a few deep breaths I just instantly feel this sense of grounding and peace that just comes from that calming response in the body. And it's truly a miracle that we can literally shift that response with three deep breaths. So I always tell people, whatever you're doing, just stop, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. Even if it's, let's say, for example, you pick up the phone and it's that frustrating person on the other end of the line, you can say, can you hold on a second? Put the phone down for a minute. Take your three deep breaths, pick up the phone, resume your conversation. Or let's say you're about to walk into a meeting with your boss and you're feeling like just a little bit unsettled before you even walk in the door. You know, take a few deep breaths to just center yourself, 
Because as you take yourself out of the stress response and into the calming response in the body, it opens you up now to be more in a growth mindset, right? Where you can receive more inspiration and creativity as well. So it's going to help you be a better thinker because you're also bringing 70% more oxygen into the brain. So you're a better decision maker as well at the same time. You can even do it in the car. If somebody cuts you off and you feel your blood is starting to boil, obviously eyes open in that situation, but you can very easily take some three breaths. So that is one very, very simple little tool that you can use at any time just to shut off that stress response in the body. That's really important. That's so powerful. I'm so grateful that you took us through that exercise. So in addition to the three breath exercise, Mm -hmm. um, the other question that I wanted to ask you about in terms of tools that people have at their disposal, um, for managers in particular, when they're looking at their team and they're trying to help their team as best they can, Um, what are some of the key skills that managers should have to help them navigate through supporting people right now? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most important things that a manager really needs is uh, to have compassion, you know, and to be a really good listener, um, you know, without making a lot of assumptions, you know, just really allow those conversations to flow and really take in what somebody is trying to share and make sure that people feel heard. That's really important right now because sometimes we, when you don't feel heard, that leads to lots of assumptions being made, that leads to people not feeling appreciated, et cetera. So that those listening skills are going to be really, really key, especially right now when people are already feeling a little bit on edge. Um, you know, that's very, very, very important so that they can make sure that their team um dynamic that they feel open enough to even want to share (laughs) that's that's a big key component as well yeah what i'm hearing from you is a very strong theme around listening in these interactions that we're having and not only listening as managers but listening as organizations to Mm -hmm. what our people are saying generally Mm -hmm. um But the other side of it is also for individuals to be listening to their own bodies and to be listening to their own circumstances and situations and making the changes that they need to make. So maybe let's let's step more into the the listening side of things. Um, How do we do that? Well, how how can we be the best possible listeners right now? Because that seems to be the, the conduit to actually being able to to navigate this and be resilient and get out on the other end in one piece. Yes. You know, a big piece of that is about listening to yourself. It's about reconnecting with yourself and recognizing that you have the answers already within you. And it's just a matter of knowing the right questions to ask yourself. So in the face of any challenge, and we have a lot of challenges right now, But in the face of any challenge, I always recommend asking yourself this question. What is the message that I am meant to receive right now? You know, why is this coming up for me right now? You know, what can I learn from this situation? How can I grow? How can I make myself better for having experienced this? And that's whatever the this is for you. If you can start creating and cultivating curiosity, then amazing things can come out of that. 
you know, when the pandemic first hit, my business model used to be all on site, right? Like we had, I had a big team of employees and we would go on site to our clients' offices to provide all these services that we offer, right? The fitness and nutrition and stress reduction and personal development classes, it was all employees showing up at your doorstep. Well, obviously, as soon as the pandemic hit and every employee went to work from home, right? Every client I have within a 24-hour period called and counseled everything. I mean, it was like, what is happening right now? And I could have very easily panicked about it. I could have very easily become a victim mentality and woe is me and allowed my business to completely fall apart. But that's not who I am. Instead, I just thought, why is this coming up right now? Like, what am I meant to do here? So I just meditated on it. I closed my eyes and I just sat with it. And I kept asking myself the question, what's the message I'm supposed to receive right now? What am I supposed to do? What can I do? Okay, that is a powerful question that you can ask yourself, especially when you feel like so much is happening outside of your control. You can always ask yourself, what can I do? And when you sit with a question, the biggest thing that you can do is close your eyes, take a couple of breaths and ask yourself any question that you really want an answer to with an intention of wanting the answer. Just put the question out there and then let it go. Just release it. And then the key is come back to it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. Turn it into a daily practice until the answers start to flow to you. And I promise you within a week, all of the answers will start to come. You'll start having these moments of inspiration where an idea just flows to you. Or maybe you'll have a conversation with someone. They say something just resonates with you, right? Or maybe the right opportunities just start to fall into place. The right introductions suddenly get made. So in my case, when this happened, I asked myself, what's the message? And literally the very next day, one of my clients called and said, hey, you know, those, those online chair yoga videos we did last year, maybe we can do more of those. And I went, boom, the inspiration came instantly. I was like, go online. I was very quick to pivot my business online. We took the whole company online in 30 days. You know, it was, it was so fast. And I don't know how I did it all in that <laughs> short period of time. I know I'm going to look back and go, how did I do all of this? Because it wasn't even just taking it online to live stream all of our classes and events. It was also creating a beautiful members only portal that could house all of this online content and everything for my clients. And I just figured it out. But then the most amazing thing came out of that. All of a sudden with everything being virtual and it all being online, suddenly my market opened. I was able to connect with companies anywhere now. And I was also able to expand my teacher base. Like I can hire people from anywhere now. For example, I had a client that requested Afro yoga. And I thought, what is that? Now I have been a yoga instructor for 13 years. I have never heard of Afro yoga. And I thought, what is this? But then I was connected with this amazing yoga instructor in Uganda. Okay. <laughs> and I was able to hire this this yoga instructor in Uganda to teach to teach classes for my clients in California. And it was amazing. And this instructor in Uganda, he does all these programs to the kids in the slums. And for me to be able to support him in his work and pay him the wage that I would normally pay a teacher in California is like, amazing, you know, for him in Uganda. So, so many blessings have ultimately come out of this because I was willing to look for those opportunities that, and ask myself, you know, how can I make myself better for having gone through this? And I know that this next iteration of, you know, not only my business, but of myself personally, is just amazing. You see, I, I see this as an opportunity for all of us to actually slow down to look within and start asking ourselves those important questions. Am I happy? 
is there anything more that I want for myself and my career and in my life? What do I want my life to look like next year? You know, because sometimes it's the unhappiness as it's coming up that shows us what we don't want. And that really helps us get clarity about what we do want, right? And when you can get that clarity about what it is that you really desire for your life, you know, for your career, how you want to see that unfold within the organization that you work with, right? And in all other aspects of your life, it can bring so much more meaning and connection and success. And it can literally take you as an individual or as a business to a completely next level. Well, congratulations on uh, the, the pivot that you were able to perform. And, uh, you know, you've obviously taken a, a very positive approach to this as, you know, as I am I trying to, not to the degree that you've been able to. But what I'm really hearing in there and what I, I love about what you've just illustrated for me is um, focusing on what can I do versus what I can't do right now. And I think mm-hmm. it's been quite hard for some people because suddenly everything that we are able to do or were able to do has been taken away from us and it's easy to fall into oh well I can't see my friends or I can't go mm-hmm. to the movies or I can't 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 and that just puts you in a very negative frame of mind right so I really appreciate what um, distinction you just made there with focusing on well what can I do right now and what do I want right now so thank you for putting that so clearly for me and for our, our listeners so thank you so much for being here with us today and I do wish you everything of the best and uh, I hope that you um, any unusual request that comes your way, you'll be able to fulfill and, and help um, not only satisfy your customers, but keep bringing joy to others around the world. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You really hit the nail on the head. That's really what I'm doing. I feel like if I can help inspire people to look at this time as an opportunity to change their own lives for the better, you know, and focus on the good that can come out of it, then I've done what I'm meant to do. Thanks for listening to this episode of People at Work. It would mean a lot to us if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. The more reviews we get, the more people discover the podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe to ensure that you don't miss an episode. You can do this wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can reach me at bev at jostle.me or find me on LinkedIn. Until next time, take care.